Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now, back to the guys. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. To Gresham Fourier, we're into the lunch hour. Andy Hart will be with us uh, a little after twelve twenty. Uh, we did have a texter who uh, asked uh, Billy be back with us on uh, Tuesday of next week, and uh, we can get uh, into that then. So, according to Tom Curran, Fourier, yeah, uh, Tom Curran said last night on uh, NBC Sports Boston that. Uh, the plan is still in place, and just because Vrabel's available, that's not going to change anything. Okay. But what if? What if Vrabel ends up here? Say Belichick, I don't know, walks into the sweet good night, agrees to be traded. They just agree to disagree, and they move on. And the Patriots hire Mike Vrabel. And he inherits this staff. Of Bill Belichick's. How does that work? In your opinion. Well. How do all the pieces fit if it is Vrabel coming in here to then look at the staff of everyone and make decisions? I think a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. First of all. Um, I, I, Because I, I, one, you'd have to hire an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator. Do you hire a defensive coordinator well, from within? Hold on. You're inheriting Bill O'Brien. And kind of inheriting Gerard Mayo slash Steve Belichick. I, don't, I would say none of these guys are safe. None of them. Mayo makes sense for Stan because there's they obviously know each other, and you know I think you know uh, Vrabel probably thinks that you know he'd be a, a really good asset. Uh, but Bill O'Brien, there's no guarantees at all that he would be that he would, he would keep his position. Vrabel maybe Vrabel wants to bring back Arthur Smith. Oh my God! Listen, it worked for him. Arthur Smith was so good when they were winning, and Vrabel was uh, coach of the year that he got his own job. I mean, there's something to that. Like they worked together well. Arthur Smith, just like all these other coordinators that try to be head coaches and fail. Look at all the Patriots staff members that try to do it. It's harder than you think. So it doesn't mean that he can't do it. I think when John's got. I think when John U. Smith left Tennessee is when they had problems. Well, I got it's not like the isn't John isn't um he was in Atlanta this year with Arthur Smith. No, no, but uh he was actually kind of good this year. Isn't Arthur Smith yeah, until he wasn't, isn't Arthur Smith like the heir to like the FedEx fortune? 
Oh is yeah, it, that's he's the same got, guy. Oh yeah, he's got tons. He's got yeah, like he so, doesn't. He's well, got so a, he's so he's got a passion for this. He's got a real safety net. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and he's got a passion for this. So yeah, no doubt, he's doing it because he really loves it. He doesn't need the money. I wouldn't be surprised if he brought him back. I mean, if again, where this is all make believe now. No, of course, if he does. But I would say you're gonna tell Troy Brown you don't need him anymore. I know who his tight ends coach is. He's probably coming over here with him if that was the case. Um, your scouting department. I mean, that's the thing. If you hire a strong personality like Vrabel, well, who said- you're not gonna you're not gonna somehow shackle him to some sort of like you know rules and regulations that he doesn't want. That's the that's why he left Tennessee. Well, I think there is the hey, we have these pool of coaches to pick from, and if someone new comes in relative to the existing staff in making decisions. If they've got to hand Bill Belichick the check to leave, then I would have to think that the Crafts, I don't know which way they would go. Would they be committed to being like, yeah, we'll pay Billy O3 million if you don't want him? Or would it be, hey, Mike, we're bringing you in, but, you know, I won't take the job. Some of these I wouldn't take the job. He will not take the job. Bingo. He won't take the job. If you sit there and say, yeah, uh, we want you under these conditions, he would say no. Well, then you're, I mean, because, and the other aspect of it is, you know, one of the reasons why, I, you know, this whole thing kind of fell apart is because the lack of, you know, cooperation and understanding and power. Like, he was not heard anymore. Vrabel. Vrabel was not heard anymore. He wasn't listened to. He warned them, and he, they did it anyways. So there was an obvious static between the between the, the two two perceived sides being Ron, uh, Ran Carthon and you know, and then upper management, he was not getting what he wanted, and they didn't care. So obviously, there's no way in hell he's going to leave that situation, go to another situation, and then hey, you have you can do all this stuff, and then take it away from him. It'll be written in his contract. That's how he'll be protected. But you can't. I hate it when, and I don't know how you feel. I hate it when if somebody hired me and said, "I want you to run this whole organization. You're in charge, uh, but you got to keep." Everybody. That's Can't tough. Can't fire anybody. That's tough. Well, I'm not taking the job. Well, what's interesting is, is that that's exactly the way Rand Carthon took the job in Tennessee. Hey, we'll give you the job, but Vrabel's your coach. And then you wait a year, and then the the GM gets to make his pick. Remember with the Jets, old uh, Joe Douglas went down there and took the job, and then it took a bit before he finally got to make a pick. And then it was, well, you get to make another one. And then he brings in Sala, right? Like there's the, there's sort of the, like that's kind of the way of the NFL in some instances, in some instances. And that's the thing. Would the craft say that to a candidate here? Because if Gerard Mayo gets elevated to be the head coach, then what happens to the staff there? Because, so is it different just because the guy was in house? And you're going to elevate him and then be like, well, you got, you know, okay, your staff's already here. You're just now the guy calling the shots. See, that's the juxtaposition of all of this that is very interesting. Because if Bill goes, if Belichick goes, I don't think they're saying to Mayo, okay, you know, we'll give you $10 million to go hire your guys. They'd be like, no, you be lucky you're the head coach here and there's your staff make it work. Yeah, not going to work. Not going to work. There, I mean, there's, um, there are some. I know, like you know, the whole Bill situation. There are obviously situations where, you know, uh, like Vrabel and Bill 
it takes just like uh, it's they're not for everybody. Um, and there's uh, because their their personalities are so strong, mm-hmm. and they've seen success in so many different levels. Then how it's going to be really challenging for them to take advice from somebody who's never done it, or who they don't respect. Maybe you don't have to do it, but if they don't respect you or your point of view, like they're just not gonna. It's not gonna work. So I, for as much as they're different, Bill and Vrabel, like they're very similar. Oh my God, Tom the Oil Man just texted in, and I don't want to make fun of somebody out there doing hard work, but he said, Vrabel to Ohio State, Ryan Day sucks and they need a new culture. He's lost like six games or something like that, hasn't he? It's not, I think maybe two in two years. I think he's lost to Michigan in both years. I think it's all against top 10 opponents. Yeah, it's all, he, uh, Ryan Day is, (laughs) he's 58 or 56 and 8. As a head coach. Yeah, but he can't get to the big show. Yeah, it's the whole, uh, what, he's won uh, two Big Ten titles, three Big Ten uh, East Division titles. I don't know exactly what the record is against it. So Ryan Day sucks, but he went 13-1, and 7-1, 11-2, 11-2, 11-2. But you know what? It, it, that, and I'm not picking on Tom the Oil Man per se, because I don't know how old Tom the Oil Man is. He's out there grinding you know, dragging a freaking, uh, you know, riding around in an oil truck and dragging stuff through the snow. I don't, I don't know if that's a young, but regardless, this is sort of what coaches are now fighting in this world, is it not? Ryan Day, 56 and 8 or whatever as a coach, but you can't win this game, so therefore you must suck. I've seen people on uh, the Twitch chat and good afternoon to the Twitchers and even on the text. Uh, Vrabel 6-18 in his last 24. Why would we want him? Oh, but I'll get all horny for the guy who's never had a head coaching job because I can rub peanut butter all over my nipples that he got Jared Goff to throw 32 touchdowns and I'm going to get all excited and fired up about that. Like, the, the whole conception of all of this, is nutty. It feels like in the sports world now, well, you better be perfect, or you better win a championship every year, or else I'm going to think you're a bum and you shouldn't have the job. Like, where have we gone with, uh, again, fans are fanatics. They're going to lose their mind. But Christian, a tiny bit of perspective, like to text in and say, Ryan Day sucks. Are you freaking kidding me? He'd get 15 other head coaching jobs in five minutes if he were free. But now basically it's the, well, whatever your last seat. So we right now have a lot of Patriot fans that are on the, well, Bill went 4-13. and 13. He sucks. Well, if the next guy comes in and goes 4-13, and 13, what are you going to tell yourself? He sucks again. No, no, no. Oh, well, that guy's got this and that, and he's new, and there's this player, and there's that player, and da-da-da. It's just the snapshot world. So again, if in two years it's two six win seasons, are people going to look at Johnny Neophyte, who maybe whomever it is, if it is someone who is a completely brand new coach, he's just going to look at it and go, "Well, they won four and they won six. They must suck." Reboot, reboot it all. Like, at what point do we rationalize that coaches do lose? Sometimes even great ones have bad seasons. 
Sometimes there are great coaches who get lauded with all kinds of winning, like Don Shula, who have a couple of Super Bowls with what? A Hall of Fame quarterback. The problem is people couldn't pick Bob Greasy out of the lineup right now because he's 80 years old. And I think he's still with us. I'm not sure. But it's just like this that perspective from Tom the Oil Man feels like a lot of perspective of people out there that, well, four win season, see you later, get him the hell out of here. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Do you really evaluate this guy and think he's lost? And then someone comes in and doesn't have – so what kind of results does the new coach have to have right away? If we're throwing Bill out with the bathwater at four wins, what if the next guy comes in here and wins five, oh, well, I guess you got to keep him. Duck they boats. Six? That's a thing. Like, yeah, man, we have lost perspective on a lot of these sort of coaches and kind of the ebb and flow that it's not perfect from the jump and it's not perfect all the time. So I went on a ramp. I was going to say, wow, that was impressive. Yeah, Ryan Day, 56 and 8. That's Boy, all it he took. Sucks. That's all it took was Ryan Day. Like, come on. Well, well, he did win the national title, so therefore. Yeah, does have one. Yeah. Right. So I, does, I, so no. Does, uh, Jim but, Harbaugh. but Christian, it was he should, four. Why, why, doesn't was, any, why doesn't any pro teams want uh, Ryan Day? four years ago. Why don't, any, why don't any pro teams want Ryan Day? Where's the next head coach in college football right now that is so awesome, is so good at his job that pro teams are clamoring? Where's a Chip Kelly? Where's Steve Spurrier? Where are those guys? Jim Harbaugh is really the only real candidate because he actually coached in the NFL, went to a Super Bowl, went to a NFC championships, developed teams. Like, I mean, come on. Where's the next guy in, the, in college who should coach in the pros? I, Crickets, there are none. Well, the the other thing, too, is you used to leave college to go to the pros to make money. Now you just stay in college. Yeah. You make a ton of money. Freaking Brian Kelly's getting $100 million yeah. in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yeah, and they'll fire the him. State. They'll fire him in two days, and they'll still owe him money just like they will the last coach that he replaced, which was Coach Orgeron. They'll be paying two fired coaches, and they don't give a crap. That's the thing. They just don't care. The money is irrelevant. What the debt that they're in, the coaches who are literally laying on the beach, is they don't care. Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher, they still own like eighty grand, uh, eighty million dollars. They insane. don't care. We're in the wrong profession. We are. We should have been coaches. We should have been like really good college coaches and then crappy pro coaches. I didn't get I, – I, I don't know about you, but there was the whole, what do you want to do after football? And it was like, I am not coaching. Uh, if I knew, I could have grinded my whole life and gotten a twenty-five million dollar parachute or something. You'd be done it. You'd be done at fifty, Gresh. Damn straight. And then you know what I'd do? Nothing. Nothing. No, I, I'd be like, I'd be with Jerry Kill drinking margaritas yep. and freaking with uh, my poncho on. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy, Andy Hart of weei.com will uh, join us next. Here's Chicken Nick. He's a trendy man. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Somewhere far along this road, he lost his soul. We go to the Harbor One Hotline and on Twitch to welcome in our guy, Andy Hart, presented by McFarlane Energy. If you need dependable home oil delivery or HVAC work in greater Boston, the North Shore of the Cape, please visit McFarlaneEnergy.com. Brian, the better oil man, texted in saying, Tom, the oil man's giving us oil guys a bad name with that comment about uh, Ryan Day. We welcome in our buddy, Andy Hart at WEEI.com. Hart, how are you? Is this a segment with oil men, sponsored by oil men? I know. Or oil men. There you go. Well, we had one text in that uh, uh, Ryan Day is a sucky coach and they have a bad culture and all that kind of stuff. And I I went on a little bit of a rant of the, uh, um, you know, what are we really looking for here? If people are out there and they're going to look at a, a, a guy with eight losses over, what, six seasons or something and be like, you suck. (laughs) <laughs> like, we've lost our way as evaluating coaches then, have we not? Welcome to the crazy world of college football. College football or pro as well? <laughs> uh, well, pro football, I think, is a little less crazy, honestly. Because in college football, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, there's one team you can lose to. You can beat everybody else, and you could end up getting fired a couple years later if you have a couple-game losing streak to one team. Like, go 11-1 and every year. And so I do think college and the money and now the NIL. Yes, I yes, without a doubt, college football is way crazier than the NFL. Well, with that, when uh, does Rabel go back? Yeah, <laughs> no, I was going to say in the, the the hiring cycle and and the pay scale in college football, especially high level of college oh. football, is insane. Yep. So I'm wondering where you're at now. Let's take the temperature now with you. Now you're you're past 48 hour mark. You're going into day, what day three since the last game. Uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing for Bill? Um, for Bill, I think it's a bad thing. I think Bill's gone. I think we've all agreed that Bill is gone. No, no, um, no. No, we don't all agree on that, though. Oh, okay. Well, well I, I agree with myself okay, thinking good. all along over the last couple <laughs> of weeks go. that Bill is gone. Um, yeah, I think Bill is gone. And if Bill were staying, wouldn't we know already? Wouldn't there have been some of the immediacy of last year's uh, negotiated, whatever that was, with Bill O'Brien and Gerard Mayo? Um, yeah, I think Bill's gone. I think this is a case of Bill said, I'm under contract. Bill digging his hands in. I'll go quietly. All it'll cost is whatever that contract says you owe me. And then I get to go pick my next place. And Robert's like, eh, I don't really want to pay that. And I'd really like to have a little say into where you go and maybe recoup <laughs> oh, draft I'd like oh. to have a little say. So they're, so <laughs> I they're love not, it. So Bill's gone, but they're not really convicted. Or con- <laughs> they don't have conviction enough to get rid of him. 
Okay, so you two are divorced dudes, right? You've been through the divorce. Yes. Not now. Yeah. Not now yes. you're not no, divorced. No, I need we, to apply that. It took, <laughs> us, uh, took us uh, one go around the track to figure it out. Sure. I, I myself have never been divorced, but I've heard stories, had friends, whatever. This reminds me a little bit of the guy is sleeping on the couch because his lawyer told him you can't leave the house. The wife can't kick him out, but they haven't gone through the process of the true divorce yet so they're separated they're sleeping separately but they're both looking out for each other's best interest their own best interests and we're kind of waiting for the technicalities and loopholes to go through does that make any sense i'm uh, sure eh. i mean i mean eh. I, it's a nice well, shot but if yeah, I so to, it's so it's awkward if i had to pay 25 million to get divorced i might just choose to be miserable my but whole yeah, life but, but here's if divorces were a little different economic scale here this one is this one is cut and dry though you're not dealing with kids well, you know it's like supposed it just, to be you, cut and dry. It, i don't want you anymore i don't want hmm. you to coach my team and for that i'm gonna i'm gonna fire you and because i don't want to i'm gonna pay you money that's it the problem is like how will you try to have this, like, I feel like the, if if you do believe that they're leaving, that Bill is gone, then this whole, like, uh, agenda of having a nice, comfortable landing from it all, mm. like a perfect landing where everybody's happy and it's like flying an airplane and it's like, oh, the captain's like, wow, that was pretty easy, wasn't it? Sure. Like, I don't know if that's possible. So why not just fire him? Because another, la- first of all, I agree with you. I always wondered, like the last few weeks, it was, uh, he won't be fired. There'll be a mutual parting of the ways. But they haven't met yet. How can you have a mutual parting of the ways if you haven't met yet? Like, that makes no sense. You don't know what the other is willing to to do, how you're willing to bend for each other. So that made no sense to me. Um, And the, the issue that I think also hangs over this is somebody by the name of Tom Brady. You let one goat go free. He won a Super Bowl. You had a little egg on your face. You heard the criticisms. And now, four years later, you could do the same thing. And if you can try to prevent uh, Bill Belichick from, A, leaving for nothing, if you can get, even if it's a, a superficial pick or, a, I don't even care, a special team, or just so you can say you traded something, you got something in return, and also the issue of, well, I'd really not like him to go to, say, Dallas, or I'd prefer, like, try to have a little say as to so he doesn't just, I don't know, roll out of bed and win a Super Bowl next February. So what do you think is, is um, drawing um, Bill if, Belichick's sorry. conclusion more uh, uh, with, with Kraft? What, what part of this is, is Robert Kraft, does he, is he too sentimental or is he too worried about egg on his face? Which one weighs heavier on his, on his mind? I think egg on his face. I think public perception and the possibility of a year or two. And I think, Christian, you and I know this. Robert is aware of what fans think. He's yeah, aware of what people say. That's why I say, say sentimental. Yeah, but I don't think it's sentimentality and just that, oh, I want him to win the record here. Or, oh, he's my... No, no, no. I think it's more, I need to make sure when this ends in two or three years, because that'll be sort of the window when this ends. Bill will probably retire in three years, wherever he goes, wherever he does. I want to look like I handled it right. And I want to look like I did the best for my football team. I agree with Teddy Bruschi. He went on a little rant, your former teammate, Brew, on Sunday about because Rex Ryan was saying, oh, just let Bill's earn the right to go where he wants. Let him do what he wants to do. He's earned that. And Teddy Bruschi's like, hell no. You're the New England Patriots. you got to look out for the New England Patriots. You don't have to look out for Bill Belichick. This is still a business. You can be respectful, but you need to make sure you do what's right for the New England Patriots. And I think Robert wants to look like he did that make sure he did that i don't know if it's possible at this point because i think bill has dug his heels in i'm under contract you got to pay me and i also the weird thing here is and i don't know where you guys feel 
I think at this point, the vibe I got the other day, just the vibe, and I think Bill wants out. I think they both want this to be over, but neither is a businessman that's willing to sort of give in just yet. They're trying to slow play it. The, the game of chicken. Didn't we see a game of chicken with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? And we all, like, I personally thought Tom would fade, would, would, would fold. I thought Tom would swerve, come back to New England. He didn't. He told Bill to suck it, and he went to Tampa, and he won a Super Bowl. Now who's going to blink on this one? Who's going to swerve, Robert Kraft or Bill Belichick? Well, there was something that you said in there, Hart, about that Robert Kraft would be worried about the egg on the face if next year Bill turns around and wins a Super Bowl. Hmm. Josh McDaniels, well, let me scroll down here. Josh McDaniels, Frank Reich, Brandon Staley, Arthur Smith, Ron Rivera, I'll set Vrabel aside because I think he can. Do you think any of those owners said, boy, this guy might be able to turn around and win a Super Bowl next year? The answer is clearly no. So then if that's the case, doesn't Robert Kraft have to pause and say, if I'm worried this guy might go win, maybe I want to keep him? Well, no, because he's going to go someplace with a lot more talent, in in theory, because the Chargers have way more talent than the New England Patriots. They may not when they get done uh, reconfiguring their salary cap at the end of the winter. Um, but the Chargers are a more talented team, and he can go to L.A. or Atlanta under sort of new parameters, a new air, a change will do you good. Here, it's the same old, same old, which is why I firmly believe we're way too focused on Bill Belichick as a coach and Gerard Mayo and Mike Vrabel. I think I think Bill Belichick can still coach. I think Gerard May uh, Gerard Mayo can coach. I think Mike Vrabel can coach. I think that's borderline irrelevant. If they still get the same talent, if they continue to blow free agent dollars and blow draft picks, including the number three overall pick, they're not going to be any better. They're not going to be better off in a year, two years, or three years. The GM job or the the grocer, the guy who's going grocery shopping. That's the job we should be looking into. That's the job we should be worried about right now because that's the one that's going to decide the fate of this franchise, in my opinion. Well, and well, with that, Andy Hart, then the GM. So, the so should it go like this as far as uh, as far as order? Bill's gone first. Breaking news: Bill has been released. Breaking news: That's your first order of business. Yep. Second order of business would be hiring a GM because that GM would have to be tethered to whatever coach he hires. Mm-hmm. You can't go owner picks the coach and then owner also picks the GM, right? I mean, uh, is that is that how it should play out? I mean, I, I think your timeline is probably the safer one, um, but there seems to be this modern timeline that the uh, Raiders tried to do didn't work. Which was why? The the sort of the the two to come together. They kind of like each other. They kind oh, of Mayock already... and Gruden. No, package, or, oh, package, deal. package. Okay, Ziggler yeah. and McDaniel. Ziggler and McDaniel. Right. Yeah. Certainly, Lynch Hardy, and Shanahan. Yeah, a la years ago, it, it was either Belichick or it was Tom Donahoe and Dom Capers. Right, package. and that would have been a joint package. And yeah. I think that is the i that is almost the ideal. I actually think that may be even better than the traditional owner hires GM, GM hires coach. If the owner can be involved where he's really comfortable with a pair that are also really comfortable with each other. And again, I think San so it's, Francisco. So it's has Robinson. Become. So it's Robinson and Vrabel. Uh, is the owner comfortable with Robinson? So you, uh, we have trouble with wide receivers here. You had one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, and you chose to let him go. And you gave Ryan Tannehill a boatload of money. John, want to tell me what your thinking was in those situations? I'm well, not I would sure say you know we, we all have a you know we all have our, <laughs> our we all have bad ones. We Don't judge a, a man by his worst move. Yeah, Robert. I mean, right? Wouldn't that be? I mean, if, if we lined up all the bad moves, they all be guilty of something. 
Absolutely, absolutely. You're um, look, what are you looking at me for? No, no, like, is, you no, think no. I'm, am I wrong? Or are you like no, not at all? I just think it's uh, it, it's it's. What the would prisoner. your order be? No, but it's the, no. What I was going to do is actually back your point, sensitive guy. Is that it's? Uh, <laughs> I was going to agree with yeah, you. Damn it! I was going to agree with you. Well, on you're looking whole, at me like I got a booger hanging out my nose. No, but like John Robinson, whenever <laughs> he, there's a mistake like that, there's not a lot of big history to be able to pull from to say. Well, here's how I'd been successful from before. I'm listening to this conversation. I'm thinking about this GM thing. And again, for as much as people are down on Bill, the guy was calling a lot of these shots. He's done really good at drafting. And to just think that, well, Dave Ziegler's here and his face is prettier than Bill's. And, well, didn't he screw things up with the Raiders? Ah, who cares? He's new. Like yeah, I, the I John want no Robin- part of Dave Ziggler. No, but I like won't. John Robinson, Jason Light. At least Jason Light's won a freaking Super Bowl, even though it was with Brady. He's got something to hang out there. Instead, it's well, we're going to get excited for this underling from this organization to come in and tell a bunch of people here who've had success what to do. Well, I do think it just feels like the- I should go smack my head off the wall. Please do. Can I watch? Can you swing that camera? <laughs> now that's listen. That's a real D. I'm. <laughs> F off. Um, I do think the interesting thing with Bill is if you could um, reconfigure his draft record instead of being basically 10 good to great years followed by 10 pretty piss poor years and instead do three good years, three bad years, three good years, four bad years. But that's not the way it is. So he trended in the, lo- the wrong direction for the most part for a long. I thought Bill was awesome. And, and not surprisingly, they had the foundation for what was a double dynastic run with Tom Brady, right? Like, there was a time there, if Bill made a first-round pick, he drafted an all-pro. That's the way it worked, Yeah, right? Richard Seymour, Vince, well, like, it was just down the line. Hasn't Almost blown everybody. a top-ten pick, all that stuff, yeah. And, and, and then the bottom fell out in the, you know, from 2000-whatever, from the Gronk-McCordy draft, basically, for the last 10 years, 14 on, or whatever the hell that was. And... It's not like he was never good. And and you, you're right. A lot of times GMs don't have a long enough track record to show their hits, their misses, their goods, their bads, because some of them just flame out in a year or two. Um, everybody, as Christian said, I don't care if you're Ozzie Newsome, Kevin Colbert was a favorite of mine in Pittsburgh. You had highs, you had lows. You had ones you would like to just sweep under the rug and make go. people forget and Thank ones you prop up. Um, but I do think the relationship is the most important thing. John Schneider, Pete Carroll have been doing it for a long time together and seem to have some sort of comfort level, symbiosis, and I think you need to find that. I know another name that's been thrown around, although it sounds like he's going to be the top candidate for Washington, is Adam Peters, we've talked about, because he has New England roots. He's in that San Francisco organization where he's seeing how Lynch and Shanahan get together. He has some ties to Vrabel, like, oh, he might be the perfect candidate. Yeah, he might be, and he might end up with a different team, especially if you keep dragging your feet uh, and don't get an interview with him and get him done. So, um, But I just think we've spent three days basically talking about the coach, right? And yeah. I think we're kind of, I don't know, what I don't really know how to use the phrase. For you, you clean it up for you. Missing the forest for the trees or missing the trees for the forest or something. You oh, a short guy out. can't make that joke, so we oh, can understand. Oh, come uh, on. There's your zinger back. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't even going to go there. I was no. waiting for a reply. Hey, Hart, let me ask you this. The Patriots were eight and nine last year and were a fourth quarter away from going to the playoffs. If they go to the playoffs last year, are we talking about all this right now, even though it's a bad season? Um, I think it would depend on how the playoff game went. Because a lot of people left the twenty twenty one season 
on a on a downward uh, emotion because of there's a difference. Robert used the word contender, right? A couple of years ago, I want to be a contender every year. Mm-hmm. And I think people said, well, you made the playoffs, but you weren't a contender. The Bills embarrassed you in that wild card. Well, with a rookie game. quarterback, that happens. But okay. sure. But if they had gotten embarrassed last year as a as a nine and eight playoff team, I think people would have said you made the playoffs again, but you're really no closer. You're spinning your wheels here. And then if you combined that with this year's bottoming out a four-win season, I still think there's a chance Bill would be. So he really mm-hmm. should have said, Andy Hart, that uh, he wants to be uh, he, he wants to be like the Steelers. Yeah, or more Parcellian, right? I mean, if, oh, if there you go. It, you got a shot. At least if, if you're you at least if you're at nine wins every year, then who can complain? I, it, you know, the, then the again, Hart just laid is, out a scenario where there might have been some picking nits and they made the playoffs last yep. year. If, if you're like, it, is the fan bases... See, here's my always my issue is that like I grew up, uh, I came up in, 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 in a, on a franchise where we had no success, and winning nine games was like almost impossible. And when we did, we made it to the playoffs and lost. You know, here it's you know the the expectation was Super Bowl or bust, and like there was no question about it. Being competitive and being able to play in Super Wild Card Weekend, Wild Card Weekend, whatever you want to call it, that should be the ultimate goal. But it then. Isn't. That and, and that is in itself freaking hard to do because everything that we just lined up, the GM search, the picking the right players, you know, injury issues, uh, personality issues, chemistry issues, uh, whatever, refs screwing up the games. If you can do that, you're always relevant. So what Kraft should have said is forget about I always want to be relevant. They're not relevant right now. Mm-hmm. But and- he doesn't think that way, and, and, and it has nothing to do with Bill Belichick. I would argue he proved that. In 1999 into 2000, when Pete Carroll never had a losing season, had a winning record over his three-year run, was 8-8, eight and eight, and Robert Kraft said, that ain't good enough. We're trending in the wrong direction. We were a Super Bowl team three years ago. This roster's not going where it needs to. The cap is this. The, I think Robert proved with the Pete Carroll swapping out for Bill Belichick that he truly does believe in competing to be a contender every year. I now, get it. made that reality. I, I get it. Then you know what? You're always going to be in the middle then because if you don't, Teams, the guys that like find a good coach because Pete Carroll, obviously a good coach, mm-hmm. they didn't, they weren't willing to wait, they weren't patient enough, and it didn't look like it was going very well for Bill either the first couple years here, uh, and yet they lucked out, they really lucked out because the six round pick ended up being a, being a thing. Yep. So I would agree. I would also go back to the Pete Carroll thing and say in our in relating to what we were just talking about, the Pete Carroll Bobby Greer thing didn't work. I think that was the biggest downfall. Even not even patience about Pete and whether he's a good coach or a bad coach. The dynamic at play with Bobby Greer and Pete Carroll didn't work. Then you got to Bill Belichick where you didn't have to have a dynamic because he was the be-all, end-all. You need to make sure, either go all in and give, I don't know, Mike Vrabel full power so there's no pulling in different directions, or you sure as heck better make sure you end up with a a Carol Schneider or a or Shanahan Lynch. You better have a good dynamic between the personnel guy and your next head coach. Oh, Lord. This is, jeez, oh, Pete. It's just. <laughs> I love it. I mean, this is. I love it. Oh, finally, yeah. Finally, finally yeah. some intrigue. Finally, yeah. some debate. It'll be. When, finally. When Mayo and Ziggler are can't running wait. things nope. next nope. year. Oh, nope. boy. You know what? Here I can't wait go. for him to run it either because that way you're going to remove the whole. And I like Gerard Mayo. When we rip Bill Belichick or any other coach, we never say, oh, no, he's a good guy. That can't yeah. wait. I can't wait. 
for the, to be. You can't say that anymore because he hired his kids, and that's unforgivable. Oh. Well, then every coach in all sports. No, no, Andy Hart. Don't you use logic and bring Oh, by the reason. way, media, too. I got to watch Jacques Collinsworth. Oh, my God. Uh, you're Gee, right. You get that job. Yeah, exactly. Skip the line. And I wish I had a dad who was rich and powerful and could get me a You mean like, me Arthur, like Arthur Smith's dad? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate when Fourier tries to include himself with you and I, Gresham, this. Uh, no, Why? Who played in the NFL? Got billions uh, in the bank. Yeah, Hello, yeah, I have an ex-wife with four kids with that ex-wife, and uh, thank you very much. Yeah, and all That's your all kids get athletic say. scholarships. Yeah, but the the private school until then is a oh, problem. Oh, the private school is expensive. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a choice. Oh, I'm the it's not my choice. The limit oh, to the private problem. school is that's not my problem. Free. Listen to Andy Hargo and all that. I know. Like, way now, hey, huh? I'm 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 more blue collar than you are. Uh, damn it. The I, private school, they don't you, give you that away. You can't get any more blue collar than your dad was a cop and a bricklayer. Thank you very much. I've, uh... Yeah, your dad <laughs> was blue collar. You're soft as puppy poo. Yeah, maybe now. I'm a little sensitive. My wife you're told a me that today. Cover my man. wife actually told Wait, me. Your wife like, told you. Yeah, you're she's soft like so today? sensitive. I told her she hurt my feelings this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's the tougher one. Did she care? She 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 made it right. Tell I was her like, the yeah, truth. you did hurt my feelings. The truth is never me. I use that all the time with the kids the now. I use it all the time. It, it literally is the best line. Yeah. I give you credit. That is one of my favorite lines. Until they flip Thank it you. around on you, and then you look at yep. them you and gotta go, own it. I yep. created you. You're yeah. supposed to be on my side. Yeah. You, you yell at everybody here for not line. being on your side. Truth is never mean, kiddo. Beat it. Go take the trash out. <laughs> do you get to yell at you, when you're when your kids take your wife's side? Do you yell at your kids saying, "No, you're supposed to be with me"? Oh, absolutely. Oh man. When any dynamic that we have here exists in my kitchen. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, then. Fair it's enough. The same thing. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Andy, thanks, Andy. Is that a uh, Richmond Spiders hat you got on? No. Her? That you know, is this, like some yeah I don't know ski oh, wear this, yeah uh, ski I like spider that. spider like, wear no I don't know no, I don't, that's a, no, that's a real is, dad thing hey I either found this on the house or somebody brought it home and it fits good I actually think somebody left it here <laughs> I'm just gonna say one of your kids friends here. yep and I put it on <laughs> this is my don't hit me when I'm running on the side of the street hat you d- driver who's not really I'm just gonna say this oh. because I because I because I love you and I feel like you know Andy and I have grown here we go by leaps and bounds shot is coming that's right no 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 this is no, that's Doc. not your best look. The skull I cap. I just came back from a run. I, I it's not supposed off. to be my best is it, look. Gresh, be honest. I, it's not his best look. I mean, it makes his head's already huge. It makes it okay. Feel, it's off. <laughs> that's so much better. Oh no, now that looks weirder because I'm like used it. to seeing him with it. No, you got to put like it back it on. No, no visor I, or nothing. Oh, I'm not I sure I should be taking fashion advice from you, boobs. <laughs> Listen, true. I'm just telling you. I'm <laughs> like, I, I rendered an opinion kind of half defending you, hey. but you can go sit in a hefty bag for all I care, pal. Hey, Andy, Andy, <laughs> for the record, just for the record, yes, truth is never mean. Don't wear the hat again. I only wear it when I run. Oh, telling man. you, you look like a big like beacon, like a like a one of those airplane That's the idea. beacons. That's, you yeah. just made my point. I'm supposed to look like a beacon. But not uh, you're not running outside you, right now. You're on the, the show. Take your I'm hat the off. Keeper of the light. I'm trying to stay alive. <laughs> you just made my point. <laughs> thank you. Okay, thank you very uh, much. Hard. We'll see you, buddy. Thank Later. you, hey, fellas. Make sure to listen to uh, the uh, Six Rings uh, podcast and read Andy Hart at weei.com as well. Another coach bitching about refs in the NBA. Is it a big deal or no big deal? Find out next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You got anything to say for yourselves? We didn't think it was that big a deal. No big deal. It's a big deal. Big deal. Nothing's a big deal. It's no big deal. No big deal. I don't know how to put this, but kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal in New England right now. No big deal. You know what? Actually, I feel like this is no big deal. Not a big deal. Is that how everyone feels? Not a big deal. Huh? Big deal. Who cares? Can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. This is a huge deal. All right, big deal, no big deal. Let's go to the world of the NBA because the Toronto Raptors and Los Angeles Lakers went toe-to-toe in a Really back and forth game, but foul calls were ultimately too much for the road team to overcome. Here's the kicker. The Raptors lost by a single point, Gresh, 132-131. Yep. But the Lakers had a 36-13 edge in free throw opportunities. Um, and it was so bad. The fourth quarter alone, Gresh, the Lakers held a 23-2 foul differential, which was the largest discrepancy in a quarter all season. Now, Raptors head coach, bear with me on this one, Darko Rajakovic. Okay. Not when, Darko Milicic. Nope, that's not the same nope, guy. Nope, here's where guy. the here's where the big deal, no big deal is gonna come into play. So I want you to listen to Raptors head coach go off on the officiating uh, after last night's game against the Lakers. Thank you, Doug. That's 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 outrageous what happened tonight this is completely bs this is shame shame for the referees shame for the league to allow this 23 free throws for them and we get two free throws in in a fourth quarter like how to play the game i all i understand uh, respect for all stars and all that but we have star players on our team as well how's possible as scotty barnes who is all-star caliber player in this league? He goes every single time to the rim with force and trying to get get uh, to the, to the rim without flopping and and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How is that possible? How are you gonna explain it that, that, that to me? They had to win tonight. If that's if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that that was not fair tonight, and this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding it back. It's a complete crap. All right, Gresh. Big deal, no big deal. Toronto Raptors head coach going off on the officiating. Well done. Big deal. Very big deal. And here's why the NBA has got a real problem on their hands. Yeah, there's been all the Tim Donaghy stuff and things like that, but... Now we've gone from fans not having confidence in the officials to now players, coaches, and front office people now starting to say, I don't care if I get a $25,000 fine, I will, unlike Robert Kraft, who apparently doesn't want Bill Belichick but doesn't want to write him a check, hey, old uh, Darko Rajakovic or whatever his name, Darko, not Milic, Darko, not Milicic, the coach of Toronto, is like, hey, I'll write a $50,000 check to cut a promo on these people because you know what? He's not wrong. 
And that's why fans are now starting to even lose more confidence in the refs because there's enough evidence out there from a guy like this who sees the game differently to say, what the F is going on? This is a very big deal because now if the NBA can't sort of regain some consumer confidence going into the postseason, this is going to blow up in Adam Silver's face. So that I think you're right, and that was a very passionate speech um, by, by by the Toronto's head coach uh, Darko Rajakovic. But let's hear from LeBron James, who really is the face of the NBA. Let's because they they mentioned this to him post game. He was sitting at his locker. Let's hear what he had to say. See yeah, if that coach was absolutely irate about the fourth quarter discrepancy in free throws, twenty three to two. How did you see the? Did you see? It? called fairly in the fourth quarter? Um, I felt like they fouled and we didn't. <laughs> it's a big deal, no big deal. It's as simple as that. Yeah. The leader of the NBA, the face of the NBA, the all-time scoring leader in the, in the NBA broke it down to as simplest form as they fouled more than we did. Yeah, it's a good cover for old LeBron James, but come on now. Because here's the thing. Wait till he's on the other end of this, which he has been before. Like we've talked about sometimes coaches, GMs, yeah, up and down, up and down. LeBron in and out on this stuff. LeBron John. Well, if it really matters, the refs suck. Well, when it's on the other side, you know, we've more than they did. We have, one, we have one more topic I want to get to but first, but there is this aspect in the NBA that I feel like is different than any other sports where the superstars, the superstars need to be treated like like Michael Jordan, where they should get calls. Like, you know, they're talking about, hey, he's an all-star. Mm-hmm. He should get these calls. There's no way a guy like this on our team who is going to the basket with force is not getting fouled. Correct. You can't go 23-2 and two in the fourth quarter and, like, and tell me that there isn't even one that's even close to being a foul that you would call out of respect. Maybe the refs don't agree with it. Maybe the Lakers did need the win because they have been uh, scuffling. But um, either way, we'll see how it goes in the next game because either they penalize the team and the player or they reward them. We'll see what happens. Um, Brendan Schooler, uh, Gresh, is a first-team All-Pro starter. Big deal, no big deal. No, special teamer. That's special teamer. Yeah. yeah, and that is from the NFLPA vote. So that's the players' vote. So the players voted in no Jets. But the Patriot that got in was Brendan Schooler. I'm going to say I, Fourier, it's a big that deal. That is a huge deal. You know, he's been really kind of, I don't know, like playing with a little extra spice in the last like four games of the season. He's every time you see uh, uh, a, a play called dead, he's in some sort of fight. He's in the middle of it. He's either causing a penalty, creating a penalty, or fighting with somebody. So. I would tell he's the friskiest, scrappiest guy on that team when it comes to special teams. I would agree, and I wouldn't. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that um, I actually would think like a guy like uh, like Slater would got would have gotten like the sentimental nod, you know. Even though well, Schooler probably kind of feels kinda, like it's it kind of feels like it's a Slater 2.0 with Schooler in terms of maybe the NFL players and stuff. So like let's that. reward him now. All right, well there you or go. Or we see where it's going, type thing, and all that stuff. Okay, well that's right. big deal, no big deal. Good job. Brian. I love it. There we go. Another great edition of Big Deal, No Big Deal. Um, boy, we've got a lot to get to here. What in do the you want to hit hour. next? What do you want to hit next? Because I, would I know say what my favorite topic is. And we, you can save it. We can do the it, new breaking news from Vrabel, or we can go into 
Uh, the do you want to do the doctor? You want to get? Can make we a, wait? Let's let's do the doctor. You want to make a visit to the doctor? Yeah, and then we can do the breaking news stuff with Vrabel at. Uh, well, it's not that breaking if we're sitting on it. That's my fault. Oh, okay. All right, fair <laughs> enough then. Hey, you owned it. There you go. That's my bad. You did. You owned it. That's so the bad. news on Vrabel that we can get yeah, to. That's but, better way of saying. Uh, Glenn Rivers spoke on what it was like to be a part of a historic run of 20 years of great sports and winning in Boston. We'll visit the doctor next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 